Alright, and welcome back to episode 3 of News and Stuff, where I mostly talk about college football and sometimes stuff. This podcast is going to be a special one. See, in my latest attempt to try to get over 40 listeners, I'm going to try to do the impossible and be funny. This may come to a surprise or shock, but uh, out of all the podcasts in the Spartan Voice podcast, uh, my podcast is probably by far, uh, by far the most uh, boring. And uh, there's a reason for that. You see, they're all storytime podcasts, and I chose the boring news. Uh, nobody wants to listen to the news. They want to hear people talk about deer hunting. Alright? Nobody wants to hear my sister scream in the background for no reason, and my mom yell back at her. People want to listen to funny stories. Uh, so in this podcast, news and stuff, I'm going to talk about stuff. Um, as some of you may know, it is, uh, just about Thanksgiving time. So, uh, to the 18% of my demographic that lives outside of the U.S., like Germany and Singapore, the next podcast might be something that you've actually heard of. So, uh, as most of you know, uh, the one, at least the ones that even in the United States, uh, Black Friday is uh, the day after Thanksgiving, and in a lot of stores it starts directly after Thanksgiving. So, um, yeah, these are going to be stories about my experience with Black Friday. So, as many of you may know, uh, yeah, that's coming up. In fact, you might be hearing this on Black Friday. Uh, so at least what I used to do is I'd leave my uh, grandma's house and I'd, I'd head to either Walmart or Bass Pro or Best Buy you know those kind of places and I would camp out no problem doing that because uh, I'm from Florida where it's the nicest time of year I'm like where I am now which is cold every day so uh, I'll talk to my encounters I'll talk to you about my encounters with some of the crazier people the quote unquote Florida mans you know the ones you might have heard of on the news and such who do crazy crazy things get really crazy headlines for the news channels well uh go to the right part of Florida, that's just about everybody, and uh, Black Friday is the day that they're really out, you know, uh, this might be a shorter episode, because I don't have too many stories that come to mind, so it was Black Friday, right, and I'm waiting for Best Buy to open, so I could buy a new Xbox controller, and uh, I see one right now, uh, living out of the state of Florida most of my life, you get, a, you get good at spotting them, because, you know, people from other states will point out, hey, you know, that's kind of only what you do in Florida. So this guy's sitting on a lawnmower uh, in the Best Buy parking lot. And he's just driving in circles, you know, doing donuts, having a great time. You know, it wasn't like a maintenance person or anything. It was just some random dude in a lawnmower in Best Buy's parking lot doing donuts, right? Like the funniest thing I've ever seen. And it wasn't like, it's just a minute. He went out for like a solid hour. And this guy, after like an hour or two, just pretend like nothing happened, and he drove down 441, which is a highway. Like, the absolute mad lad he was. He just drove down a highway, all right? He was lucky there wasn't any traffic, or he probably wouldn't still being a mad lad. Uh, so, you know, I after that, I went to Walmart, or uh, Best Buy, and uh, I got my controller, and I was on my way. You know, the rest of the day was pretty normal. Uh, and so the year before that is actually at Walmart, so... uh. As most of you know, Walmart is by far the worst place you can go on Black Friday for any place, period. But I went there anyway because uh, I was with some of my buddies. I tell a lot of stories about what me and some of my buddies did at Walmart, but uh, that's beside the point. Maybe for a future episode. But uh, I was with some friends and we went to the electronic area because uh, one of them was going to buy a TV or something. I don't actually remember why they were there, but there it was. A wild Florida woman. Yes, they exist. They're like a shiny Pokemon. They're super rare. And she was going off on a random dude, alright? She was all up in his face. She's yelling, okay, 
he took like the last or something. And she's like, "You ruined my kid's Christmas." All right, I hate you. You know that basic stuff. That basic kind of stuff. And you know, <laughs> he's not having like any of it, right? Like he's just he's kind of staring her down. And you know, she's yelling at him, and he's he's just he's not taking it. All right. And so she decides in like this crazy turn of events. She's like, instead of yelling at him, I'm going to take this man's cart. And so that's exactly what she does. She takes his cart. And she, she's, she's like, she's like walking away. And he's like, that's fine. He takes hers. Because she forgot her purse. And her purse was in this cart. And so I see this 40 or 50 year old lady in flip flops in the middle of a Walmart take off screaming at this dude who's running away with her cart in her purse. That might take the cake for the funniest thing I've ever seen. Uh, yeah, so I finished my Black Friday shopping. Uh, I kind of go on with my rest of my day. Uh, go to a few other stores after that, but, uh, yeah. Uh, my final story would probably be, uh, well, maybe not my final uh, Black Friday story, but uh, my final st- would probably be about uh, the time I went to the Bass Pro Shop in the in the middle of nowhere, Florida, right? So Florida is a really big state, all right, in case you didn't know. So there's Bass Pro sprinkled all across the state in these little tiny places, like the one in Stewart, kind of in the middle of nowhere, uh, even though Stewart's not that small of a town. It's just in a weird spot. But uh, I was there. I was going to get a new fishing pole, all right? So I used to go to the beach. And I used to go fishing. And my eye on this really nice style of combo. It was like 100 bucks, And I had driven out. We'd driven like two hours to get there. I was like, all right, I'll be safe. Wrong. As soon as this door opened. All right. Like right as this door opened. A family of like probably five or six walked in. And they said they were going to let their kids wreak havoc on the store. Little kids. Okay. So I'm tired because I got up early. And there's a bunch of kids screaming. And the parents are letting them run wild. Okay, no, it being Bass Pro, it took their parents about like six or, or took the employees like six or seven minutes to even attempt to locate the parents of these small pack of rabid animals. And when they finally found them, of course they said they needed to watch their children, and all the other shoppers were complaining about them. And the parents just brushed it off, like you, they just don't care that their kids are just destroying a Bass Pro shop. And they, they let their kid as soon as the employee turned her back, they're like, all right, go away to their kids. And they run off in all different directions. Less than five minutes later, they're back to their old ways. So I go along with my shopping, and I get ready to check out, and I hear this commotion. And me being young, dumb, and with nothing better to do, I checked it out. And guess what I saw? I saw the family being told off by what I thought was an employee. And from what I could tell, uh, uh, I mean, I think what I heard was a, uh, or just, you know, ask them to leave and stuff. Because, you know, Bass Pros are big shops, so it's hard to see what's going on in one part of the store and, and another. Uh, and the employees told them that they need to either check out or leave. Uh, I could tell a lot more stories about Black Friday, Black Friday shopping and dumb things I've seen in Walmart. So uh, let me know if that's something you, that you're interested in. So uh, when I was thinking about what I wanted to put down for the script of this, um, I wasn't really sure, which is the case with most of my episodes. Most of my episodes, I write, you know, the casual two or 3,000-word script, and then I just record, and then I make half of my episode up as I go. 
Uh, this one is, uh, of course, uh, true to that. So um, I've already read through well over half my script. And let me tell you, I have absolutely no idea what to go with. And then I decide, right as I start filming, hmm, what, what do I want to talk about? And then I thought, hmm. So uh, I have a job. I'm not going to say where, uh, but uh, I have a job. And one of my coworkers, actually my manager, uh, found out about my podcast through means in which I don't care to, to discuss. And he said, you know, say something. So when I'm listening to your next episode, uh, you know, it's something just I know. So he knows now. Hi, if you're listening. Uh, and one of the questions he asked me, uh, the same day he found out is, did you ever have an encounter when you lived in Florida with a Florida man? So uh, thanks to the episode idea. I'm recording this one for him. Uh, so, uh, like I said, probably in the intro of this, I uh, pretty much only talk about college football. So uh, we're probably just going to talk about college football. And uh, the college football season has been a crazy one. College football without uh, is without this season. is without a shortage of surprises. Teams like BYU and Cincinnati making names out of nowhere. With a lot of shift talking to players from like Mac Jones and Trey Lance, who were both players I had not heard of before the season. But uh, I'd like to give credit to someone who is a lesser known, Kyle Trask. I think he's a top three quarterback this year in this year's draft. But uh, no one's really talking about him. Having just re- having just tied the record for uh, most four-plus passing games in a season, he looks like the best pocket passer in this year's draft. Now, I might have exaggerated when I said no one talks about him because I believe, as at least at the time of this recording, he is the front runner for the Heisman Trophy. And uh, rightfully so, he should... Uh, should definitely win it, but he didn't really pick up notoriety until he had a, a win against Georgia. Now he leads all of college football, at least at the time of the recording, in touchdown passes. All right, and he's only thrown three interceptions. He's top ten in passing yards, as well as he's only played in six other games with other with other Heisman candidates like Zach Wilson, who's played in eight. Now the last person to win the Heisman Trophy is Joe Burrow, who averaged. Four touchdowns a game, while Trask is averaging over four and a half. Now, there's other really good players in the in the NCAA. Okay, uh, like Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence and Mac Jones, that I've already talked about uh, in pre- in previous episodes. Why I think they should, why I've made their case. But Kyle Trask, I think, is the the best quarterback in the SEC. Mac Jones is playing great, but he has a supporting cast unlike no other. When Florida's top receiver is a tight end who's missed a few games already. And um, they have no run game. Their run game is atrocious. I'm pretty sure their top runner is actually Emory Jones, who's the backup quarterback. Uh, Alabama has, um, uh, what's his name? I forgot, Najee Harris, who's debatably the best running back in the country. Not to mention, he's behind an Alabama offensive line and with Alabama receivers. Kyle Trask, in my opinion, is putting up much better numbers. It's so easy to give the Heisman Trophy to somebody that has a supporting cast. Like an like that's just a breeding grounds for NFL talent. Kyle Trask didn't even have the starting job most of his high school career because he was behind, uh, I think, Eric King, who's uh, the quarterback for Miami right now. And he's only played in a season and a half of a starting job college football. So his experience is a little low. 
but I think he throws the ball better than debatably every other quarterback in the NCAA, with like the exception of Justin Fields, who's coming up a really bad game against Indiana. He had three picks and two touchdowns, but uh, I don't think he's better than Justin Fields because Justin Fields has uh, he has that double he has a dual threat quarterback threat. Uh, I said threat twice. Uh, my podcast, I can do what I want. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of what separates the two. But he's just not getting a lot of talk about being uh, a first round pick, and if and I really think he's being wrong. I really do. I think he's being wrong. And I'd like to change it. So anybody who's listening, uh, I don't know, put uh, put Kyle Trask in your draft boards. To kind of stay on topic with what I was talking about, um, I think I'm going to just st- take a tiny uh, redirection towards the uh, college football playoffs and uh, who I think could make it in. Now the obvious, uh, Alabama and Clemson will definitely be there because I think Clemson's going to be uh, Notre Dame in the ACC championship with Trevor Lawrence back. And, um, you know, Ohio State could be a toss-up. Uh, the four spot is, the four, the three and four spot, I think, are a huge toss-up, all right? What we could see, we could see an Ohio State team or a Big Ten champion. Uh, the reason I don't say Ohio State's winning the Big Ten championship is that what I'll get to you in a minute. And possibly, like, a Florida team who is... Uh, I think just a win or two away from going to the SEC championship against Alabama, or even Texas A and M. Uh, depending if Alabama somehow manages to lose both games of the season, but uh, you know, we could see some uh, some non Power Five conference schools sneak in, like uh, BYU and uh Cincinnati. Now Cincinnati is coming off a fairly close one against UCF with their relatively uh. I don't want to say easy schedule. They definitely have it harder than most teams in the ACC. Uh, actually, I'd say they have a harder schedule than the entirety of the ACC, and probably the Pac-12 as well. But um, they've managed to stay undefeated. Uh, BYU, of course, the reason they're staying undefeated is because of their Heisman Trophy candidate Zach Wilson, who's a, a really good quarterback, but um, definitely not going to win the Heisman Trophy. And then there's Cincinnati, who has basically just adapted the old-school Big Ten ideology of your defense needs to be stronger than your offense. Defense wins championships-style uh, game. But, um, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if we see one of them sneak in, or like a Florida team. But uh, from the Big Ten, there's actually a good bit of controversy. See, Ohio State just beat number nine uh, Indiana, which, you know, Probably wouldn't surprise most when I say they 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 won, but they really wasn't it wasn't close, or it was incredibly close. Sorry, they won by a touchdown. There was seven point difference. Ohio State could not stop the pass, but Indiana couldn't stop the run. Justin Fields finally played a team with a good defense and threw three interceptions and only two touchdowns. The only saving grace they had was Master Teague, who just ran up and down. Just, like, he ran rampant the whole game. They have to play Northwestern, who just held uh, Wisconsin, who has one of the better offensive lines, if not the best offensive line in uh, college football, to seven points. They held Wisconsin to seven points. 
what are they going to do with Ohio State? Now, Northwestern has a relatively uh, lackluster offense. According to ESPN, they haven't even they have never had a game over three hundred twenty yards. Um, but that shouldn't matter if they can keep Ohio State under three hundred yards. Now, one of the actually like really interesting parts about um the 2020-2021 playoff is that usually by this time we have, you know, the four teams that are like guaranteed spots, you know, they're the the exact same, uh, oh, almost the exact same as they were uh, two years ago with Alabama, Notre Dame, and Clemson, and instead of Oklahoma, it's Ohio State, but uh, this year it's a little different, you know, I, I, I'm pretty sure for the first time in at least four years, Clemson didn't get 14 out of 14 ESPN writer votes for the the playoffs. Instead, they got 12. Two of them going to, or two of them going uh, split between BYU and Cincinnati. Um, which I thought was interesting. Uh, ESPN writer Ryan McGee gave uh BYU the nod over uh Clemson. Well. Uh, Bill Conley, another ESPN writer, gave Cincinnati the nod over Clemson. Uh, I'm I'm gonna guess the reason why is they think that uh Notre Dame beat them once, they can beat them again in the ACC championship, which I think is something I'd like to see. Uh, if Clemson loses the ACC championship, I think it'll be the first time since uh 2014, aka the very first college football playoffs, where Clemson didn't make a playoff game. I'm pretty sure they've made it to the national championship game all but one or two years. And, um, you know, especially Clemson fans have come super, super accustomed to uh, just winning. And I'm pretty sure their win against Notre Dame was their first in-conference loss in, since Syracuse. And I don't even I don't even know how many years ago it was. But, um, yeah. In the beginning of the season, uh, Penn State, the Nitty Lions, had a really, really high chance to make the playoffs, which is crazy. Um, you know they're five; they're zero and five right now, and they, you know, they haven't won a game this season, and they've just been getting embarrassed. So, you know, a lot of times playoff predictions are wrong, but usually they're not. Now, teams like it seems like Florida. Who are just who have just lately, uh, kind of been blowing out their opponents, minus the Texas A and M three point loss. Uh, they they could honestly make a really strong case, if Alabama only beats Florida in the SEC championship by like two, or three, or like really low, really 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 low score, then they might give a two nod team the win over a BYU or Cincinnati team. If Clemson doesn't win the ACC championship, but uh, yeah, let's let's kind of segue out of that into the uh, NFL, because after all, I am filming this or I am recording this on a right before a right before a few NFL games, so I'll go ahead and I'll uh, I'll take my little predictions for who I think is gonna win, um, who I think is gonna win. 
Uh, so we, first, first off, we have uh, the, the Packers and the uh, Colts. I think this will be a close game. I think the Colts have a really good defense, and the Packers have a really good offense. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if the game went into overtime. But uh, I think I'd give the nod to the, the the Colts, surprisingly. You know, the team that lost to the Bengals? Yeah. Then we have a... I think their offense is just good enough to out-edge how good the Packers' defense is, and I think their defense is good enough to edge out the Packers' offense. Now, uh, the Chiefs against the, the Raiders, I think the Chiefs are going to come in with a fire. After all, their only loss this season is to the Raiders. Um, you know, I think they're going to play a lot better when they have something on the line. Um, then the next game, Arizona and Seattle, the game I'm going to be watching later today. Uh, I think Seattle's going to win. I think Russell Wilson will be the MVP of the league this year. And, uh, yeah, I think they're going to win. Then we have uh, Tennessee against the Ravens. Now, I think the Ravens are going to win. Let me tell you why. All right, last year, uh, Derrick Henry just ran all over them in a playoff game. All right? And they're not going to forget that. You know, the guy who ran a, who, uh, ran in a touchdown, and he also threw for one in a trick play. And I think the Ravens have a good enough defense to stop him. You know, they added... Uh, I think they added Calais Campbell to their defensive line. That was a really nice way to stop him. Uh, but it wouldn't be surprised if, you know, Derrick Henry just does what Derrick Henry does, which is run over a bunch of defenses. Um, then there's Cleveland versus uh, the the Eagles. Now, I'm going to go with Cleveland. They're like a decent team this year. I think they're 6-3. and three. And the Eagles couldn't beat the Bengals. So for that reason, obviously the Browns, I think, are going to blow them out. Uh, then we have the Patriots and the uh, the Texans. Who um, I think the Patriots are going to destroy. Uh, the Bengals are probably going to lose. Uh, Jacksonville had to play uh, Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh is going to win. Nobody's really thinking otherwise. Uh, the Panthers will. I think the, honestly, I think the Panthers are going to lose to Detroit. Um, the Saints are going to, of course, beat the, uh, I mean, the Saints are without Drew Brees, so maybe they lose to the Falcons, but I think the Falcons are just really bad. I think Miami's going to beat Denver. I think they're on a hot streak this year, and, um, the Cowboys are going to lose, and I also think the Jets are going to lose. So, uh, I think that concludes, uh, uh, my predictions for that, um, well, I was gonna I was gonna talk about the uh, who I thought was gonna win the win the MVP, but I kind of just said that in the uh, the last one, and I said I think Russell Wilson's gonna win it. Um, actually, you know, I just remember the uh, the uh, what what are they called? The Washington football team are gonna is gonna play uh, the Bengals. So we're gonna have a Chase Young Joe Burrow. Uh, matchup, you know, like the number two overall pick trying to sack the number one overall pick. I think that'll be really interesting to watch, especially with how bad the uh, Bengals' offensive line is. And Chase Young is playing surprisingly uh, underwhelming, so maybe he has something to say. Uh, but you know what? I'll get into who I think is going to win the defensive player of the year because that's kind of something I didn't already talk about by accident. Um, so 
Aaron Donald is, of course, probably going to be the front runner. Uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's still tied with uh, Miles Garrett for uh, most sacks. But um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Miles Garrett won it as well. You know, I th- I'm pretty sure he, you know, tied for the league leader in sacks and um, uh, forced fumbles as well. So that's another thing I wouldn't be surprised about is if Miles Garrett won it. Now, somebody I want to throw the name in that are not enough people, or two people actually, that aren't having their name talked about enough. Uh, Bobby Wagner. I'm pretty sure he leads the league in tackles. And he's like the only bright spot on the Seattle defense. Jamal Adams has been underwhelming and not worth the trade. And uh, TJ Watt, you know. It's a extremely good edge presence, uh, probably because of it's probably his genetics. Honestly, JJ Watt, his brother, three-time Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, you know, I think they both have what it takes to win it, and their names aren't really getting thrown in as much. So something I'd like to see is for them to get a little bit more hype around their name. But something that's super uh, competitive between two individuals is the uh, rushing leader. All right. Last year, it was between Nick Chubbs and Derrick Henry, but Nick Chubbs hasn't managed to stay healthy this season and played enough. So it's between Dalvin Cook and Derrick Henry. Dalvin Cook currently has the edge, but uh, it's not by a lot. Now, Dalvin Cook also has, I'd like to say, a fairly decent lead in terms of the rushing touchdowns, which I think he won last year. But uh, Dalvin Cook is probably the best back in the league right now. Now, Derrick Henry... He's a monster, and he has his games where he just destroys defenses. But Dalvin Cook is playing, I think, a bit more consistent. Now, he has had some injury issues, and he's missed a few games. So that's probably why it's close. But um, if Dalvin Cook had played every game this season, I think he'd have a few hundred-yard lead on uh, Derrick Henry. But, um, yeah, I think, I've, I think I've talked about enough, really, for this episode. Uh, I, like I said, I think at the beginning of this, I'm going to try to keep it kind of short. Because a lot of my podcasts have been, ex- like, you know, getting really close to 40 minutes. And I don't think that's what people want to listen to anymore. Um, so I do appreciate anybody who took the time to kind of listen to my podcast. And, uh, you know, give it a rating on whatever you're listening to. Whether it be Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, or whatever. And, you know, maybe listen to another one or two. I mean, I have a few out there now. So, um, yeah, thank you for uh, thank you for listening. And don't forget to check out the rest of the Spartan Voice podcast, uh, stuff like that. Uh, they do a lot better job than I do, and uh, give them a listen. Oh.